everyone. Happy Sunday. It's your host, Cassandra Mora. And thanks for tuning back in to another great episode of Sondra Poems. I'm stoked to be back this Sunday talking about selling your soul. Yeah, it's a it's a big one for this week, but I wanted to go with a bang. This is something that has been on my mind for all of 2020. I bet we're all so ready to start fresh with 2021, but first we got to finish up the finishing touches on 2020. With that said, I would like everyone to just take a deep breath in and out. With that deep breath, I want you to clear your mind of everything you have going on and imagine you're in your favorite place. Mine is sitting next to Mora Rock with my feet in the sand, watching the waves reoccur. I want you to clean your mind. I want it to be a blank slate, and I want you to focus on the words I'm going to say. So when you think of the words selling your soul, I can't imagine your mind associates those words with happy memories or happy images. What does it mean to you? When you think of selling your soul, what is the first thing that pops up in your mind? Personally, I believe every word in the dictionary we can completely redefine in our own purpose to have it perfectly aligned to our experiences, our memories, and our lifestyles. So when I think of the term selling my soul, I think about putting my intentions, my values, and jumping straight into this black hole for the sole purpose of someone else's appeal, appreciation, and acceptance. Disregarding all of my personal values and everything I worked so hard to achieve. In Christian ideology, we often assume the devil as someone with a red face and big horns and black beady eyes. It was said that the devil was an angel of the highest ranks. When this wasn't enough for his demands, he wanted to elevate himself to the divine status of godly, defiling God and falling from grace. This metaphor holds substance and truth in our connection to our hearts and minds. A spiritual fall from grace opens the doors to the temptations That will rot your core. I want you to take this image of the big red devil with these black beady eyes and these piercing horns. And I want you to shred it to pieces. Because the devil isn't a being. It is a state of mind. Don't get me wrong. In the spiritual realm, demons are very real. They are very real on this earth. The way they disguise themselves to be the most putrid is by getting into your mind. It is said that the greatest power of manipulation is making those believe that evil doesn't exist. We are able to depict this image of evil through our own psyches, showing resemblance in our egos and personal self-vanity. There are multiple ways you're able to sell your soul even if it's not written in a contract. For instance, you're able to sell your soul through your purchases of fast fashion, rewarding your efforts to look cute and fashionable, yet at the expense of slave labor. 
even saving up all your funds to buy a Chanel bag, a Louis bag, whatever type of real leather bag there is, knowing an animal suffered in agonizing pain just so you could wear it around your shoulder and promote an egotistical status, an image, to show that you are better than everyone else. As you take the imaginary pen and you sign the contract, every time you pop a pill, every time you take a drink, every time you hit that pipe, selling yourself to old habits and who you used to be, selling yourself to the past. One of the strongest demons you will either bow down to or learn to slay in battle is known as the ego that fills the air that puffs your chest up or the vial of poison you spit or swallow full of vanity. Maybe it's a tune your mother once sang to you of lullaby songs, telling you you're incapable of love and that this world is better without you. Standing before the horrors we face every day, the ones who are supposed to love us, turn to when we're scared, turn to for support, but instead they kick us when we're down. They turn to evil and violence and say that we deserved it when we were the innocent ones in the battle. How do you face the individuals, full of demons, as you look them in your eyes, as they brutally murdered someone you loved more than your life? This takes a level of strength and maturity I have yet to reach. All I can say with the slightest shed of hope is please do not bow down to these evil beings, for they have no power over you, as the light will always prevail. I can say I've looked demons in the eyes of humans I've loved dearly, staring into their black souls, wondering what their next move will be, and all you see is emptiness and darkness. They test me with fear, but I hold on to what I know and what is true. God's love and protection he shields me with. For I may not win every battle, but he stands next to me as I fight. There was a man... Maybe you know of him and maybe you don't. His name was Bernie Madoff. He was a disgraced Ponzi scheme perpetrator. And he was a showcase of his contract, signing away his love, morals, and a sense of humbleness to achieve an heightened ego. He craved this power over the influence of people. He craved the money and the wealth, as well as a lot of other examples we see in our day-to-day -day lives. A large group of individuals believe such stars such as Cardi B, Billie Eilish, Beyonce even, and other growing stars have sold their souls quite literally in contracts. I can't say I honestly blame them with how quickly these individuals rise to fame overnight after they were nobodies the day before. They are highly adored and they have an insane amount of power over the influence of people. Did they sacrifice this for their souls? Did they sacrifice this image of who they really are to be loved and adored by an image that the public thinks of them? If you have the desires to sell your soul to what this world offers, I want you to rethink that decision. Yes, you're selling your life and your morals and every unique thing about you that makes you the individual person you're shaped to be today, just so you can be bought off for the fame, the power, the money, the influence of people.
I wouldn't play coy to the idea that this is the only life we live, for every move we make in this life has been planned. It has had purpose and reasoning. And I'd like to believe that long after our earthly bodies lay deep ridden in the earth, there are consequences or rewards for what we did in this life. What is your price? Does your loyalty, humanity, or ego come with the price tag? Would you shed blood on someone else's innocent life to save your own? Could your values and morals that ran for generations through your family, that you went through excruciating pain to understand and learn from, to grow from, to reach an unspoken level of maturity that only you can understand. If someone dangled the key to every materialistic gift behind those doorknobs that would somehow complete your life, would you sell it? Would you sell it for everything you could ever imagined on this world? And would it be enough? Would it be enough if you had every car, every clothing piece, every ounce of money, but you had no love, you had no life, you had no happiness? In the end, would you really sell yourself short to all these clothes and these images portraying of who you want everyone to see you as, knowing deep down the words you speak throw shards in other people's backs because you want them to feel how much pain you're in? Would you sell everything that makes you so divinely unique for an image of who you want people to see you as? Even if it's not the most beautiful you you can be. If you were in a herd of sheep, and they were all running into the woods, past the gates, into a place they've never been before. Would you follow them with the wolves? Or would you choose to dive into the pools and think critically for yourself to make your own decision and what you want? Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I murmured, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember it was the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wow its ghosts upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow, from my book's secrease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore. For the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, "'some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. "'This is it and nothing more.' "'Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. "'Sir and I, or madame, truly your forgiveness I implore. 
But the fact is, I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened the wide door, darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there, wandering, fearing, doubting, dreaming, dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken. And the stillness gave me no token. And the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. Then I whispered and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this and nothing more. That was an expert of the famous poem, The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Thank you guys for tuning back in to another great episode of Sonder Poems. I hope this episode opened your eyes to some new perspectives that maybe you haven't thought of before. Keep in mind, the light always prevails. And with that said, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will catch you next Sunday. This has been Sonder Poems.